Well, it's uh, wonderful to have Brother Sam with us. So, do you want to come out here, Sam? So, he's a real live monk, and uh, which <laughs> probably gets fed up with being called that. So, um, it's wonderful to have you. I first met Sam, um, I don't know, actually, probably a long time ago, quite a long time ago now. And um, I had a retreat. Sam was at uh, Hillfield Friary uh, down in rural Dorset. You headed it up, didn't you? And now you're in inner city London. So, but um, maybe I'll let you. Um, share your story and uh, I'll shut up. So, should we give Sam a big welcome? Thank you, James. Thank you, James. It's lovely to be here. My, my first visit to Dudley. Whoa! <laughs> and, um, and lovely to be with you here at the, uh, at, at the beginning of Lent, this, this amazing season, this, this wonderful season. Um, I'd, I'd ask if you can just pray with me as, as I begin to speak that the Lord may speak through, through these words and into our hearts and into our minds. Gracious God, may your Holy Spirit be with us as we reflect upon your love for us and our life before you and our calling to be the body of Christ here in this place and for your world. We make this prayer in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Well, we've already had a little introduction to Ash Wednesday. Um, and I was really impressed by that young lad who, who knew the answer straight away, didn't he? Wonderful. And uh, it's, uh, we're going to have the, the ashing, the imposition of ashes um, after this the opportunity for anyone who wants to come to, to, to um, have the imprint of ashes on the, and the sign of a cross on their forehead. And you know, some churches I've heard, and some churches in London where I now live, I mean, they actually go out onto the streets and they offer the ashing to anyone who passes by as a sign, a, sign of, a sign of penitence, a sign of reflection, a sign of, of, of recognition of who they are before God. And when we, when we make the sign of the cross on people's foreheads, um, there are actually some words which are traditionally said. And they're words, the words, remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return. That's just the first part. And... <clears throat> Um, they're rather doleful words, aren't they? Um, I mean, not very cheerful words. There's, there's a sadness about it. Remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And perhaps you might think, well, you know, that's not... We're supposed to send people out of church happy and hopeful. Um, so these are quite strange words for us to be using in worship. But actually, I think they're really important because they are real words. They are real words because we are made of dust. Every one of us. We are earthy creatures. Our bodies are made of the elements of oxygen and hydrogen and carbon and calcium and potassium and well, a whole lot of other ones I, I should think as well. 
Those are the ones I think I know. Um, we're made of dust, and to dust we, we shall return. Um, that's the one th- certain thing that actually is going to happen to all of us. I mean, absolute certainty. We are going to turn back to dust. Our bodies are going to turn back to dust. So, those words, they may be somber words, but they are real words. And they're a dose of reality in our lives. Which is wise and which is necessary. Because we, we live very often, well no, we live I think all the time actually, in a very unreal world. We live in an unreal world. A world of unreality. And I just want to give a little ex- think about that, what I mean by that. Um, we're often unreal about each other and ourselves. In the media culture, which is so powerful, we build people up into personalities. We make them stars, often quite a lot of with, with quite a lot of help from the person themselves. And we're then kind of shocked and horrified and, and I might say fascinated when they don't shine quite as brightly as they once seemed. And I think the, um, I mean, the, the, the situation of that, um, the Love Island um, presenter, what was her name, I'm sorry? Caroline Flack. I mean, a really tragic case of a person who'd been built up and built up and built up, and then, then taken to pieces, and she couldn't, poor love, she couldn't cope with it. She couldn't cope with the expectations which had been put upon her, and which perhaps she had had of herself, and it ended in tragedy. And it's not just media stars. I mean, we do the same with, with politicians, uh, with, with, with business leaders, with clergy. We can even do it with our children, you know. Um, we can have unreal expectations. And we can even be unreal about ourselves. We can fantasize that we are much better or sometimes much worse than we are. Our self-image may be unreal. I remember once a person saying to me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a good, clean, living person and I don't do anybody any harm. And I wanted to say, no you aren't. None of us are like that. None of us are. We, we do each other harm sometimes. Um, back in the First World War, there was a poet called Studdart Kennedy. And he wrote a little verse about this. Um, it, it, it was non-inclusive language, I might say, if you'll excuse that. Uh, but he, he goes like this. I'm a man, and man's a mixture, right up from his very birth. That some of it comes from heaven, and some of it comes from earth. That something that draws him upwards, and some of it drags him down. And the consequence is that he wobbles twixt muck and a golden crown. Something is it that it wobbles twixt muck and a golden crown. And that's us, actually. That's us human beings. We're a mixture. We're a mixture of heaven and earth. Um, and we, we sometimes forget the earthy part. I think the, 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 um, 
coronavirus which is going around is, is a big, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a shock to the system. We're suddenly reminded of our fragility, our mortality. We, we like to think that we can solve every problem, but actually here's something which the whole world is facing, which is, which is serious. I mean, pray God it's not going to be turned into a pandemic, but it is, it's quite deeply disturbing, isn't it? Um, we need to get real about ourselves, that we are vulnerable, fragile people. We are mortals. We need to recognize our mortality. Remember, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And I think we sometimes also have unreal expectations about our, our institutions. You know, I, I've lived in a community now as a Franciscan brother for 45 years. Um, when I joined, <clears throat> I thought it would be wonderful to live with like-minded people, sharing a common life and a common purpose and living in peace and harmony, and that I was going to fit in perfectly to this community. In fact, it was quite a privilege for the community to have me. And, um, <laughs> and, um, you know, and what we were going to do, because I was joining them, was going to be, you know, wonderful. Uh, but, you know, community life is blooming hard work, I have to tell you. Perhaps families are like that, uh, too. But, you know, community life, sometimes it feels as though it would be fine if it wasn't for the other brothers and sisters. Um, but actually, that, that is the reality. The reality of any kind of community, any kind of institution, is that we, we, we don't always fit easily with each other. We, we have our, our difficulties and our anxieties and our jealousies and our fears. Um, and we need to get real about that. We need to remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And you know, I can, I'd say it even, this applies to the life of the church. I mean, the church is the body of Christ. That's a wonderful, wonderful privilege. We are the body of Christ, but we are the vulnerable body of Christ. We are the wounded body of Christ. We are not the shock troops of God's revolution. We are... We are the, the company of the walking wounded, and that's how God works, working in us and through our woundedness. woundedness. Remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And our contemporary culture is increasingly unreal about our place as humans in the world. I feel, I'm sure we all feel very deeply for those whose, um, whose homes have been overwhelmed by water. I mean, not so far from here, is it? It's Bewdley and Ironbridge, but also in Yorkshire and, and in, in South Wales. People who've lost everything, really, in the, in, and it's perhaps for some it's not the first time it's happened. Um, They've been wrecked by the unprecedented rainfall we've experienced in the past month. And I've actually got friends in New South Wales who've been surrounded by wildfires. I mean, fortunately, their house has, was not destroyed. But all around them, there's, there's devastation. Um, and, you know, I think but the storms 
and the fires are a wake-up call to us as human beings. It's a reality check for us as human beings. Um, because those storms and those fires tell us that we, we can't just continue to consume um, and to live as we have been living. To have more and more and more of the world's resources, burning fossil fuels, cutting down rainforests, driving species to extinction, destroying the fertility of the earth by trying to take too much from it. We can't do all that without catastrophic consequences. And the heart of the planetary environmental crisis which we are already in is that we're living in an unreal world. We're trying to live as gods, as though we own the world. It's ours to do with, that the world is a great giant warehouse of stuff there for our convenience. We have forgotten that we are humans, made of the humus, and humus means earth. One of the great uh, American agrarian writers, Wendell Berry, he, he, he says that our civilization depends upon our humble relationship, our humble and reverent relationship with the ten inches of soil which lie over the face of the earth. If we forget that, we, we are lost. Remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The ashing ceremony, which we're just going to do, is a reminder to that for us. It's as an outward and visible sign, a sacramental sign, that we've taken that on board, or we, are, we attempt to take that on board, or we intend to take that on board. But they are only the first words. Remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Because the second part of the words which are spoken as we impose the ashes are... Turn away from sin and be faithful to Christ. Turn away from sin and be faithful to Christ. Be faithful to Christ because the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ reveals to us that God, who is the source of all and the goal of all, loves dust. God loves the dust. God loves every grain, every particle of dust that each one of us is made of. There's not an atom of us that God does not know and love and cherish. We may be dust, but we are stardust in God's eyes and in God's heart. God loves our dustiness so much that he not only creates us and sustains us and everything that is around us by love, but also he identifies with, he inhabits the dust and surrenders his life for us and for the whole of creation. We are, we are loved and cherish dust even, even when we are most dusty, most dirty, disfigured, disengaged.
disorientated, displaced, and disturbed. God has wedded God's self to our dusty selves forever. That's the good news. That's the good news. That's that's God's purpose, we Christians claim. To unite all things, every particle of dust in Christ. So these words which we're going to hear, remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return, turn away from sin and be faithful to Christ, are in fact not words of gloom, but I think they're words of joy and of hope. And we say them at the beginning of Lent because it's the season of getting real. Lent's about getting real about ourselves and about our world. But we also need to keep in mind at the beginning of Lent, the end of Lent, which is the great feast of Easter, when we celebrate God raising the dust of Jesus from death to glory, which is the foretaste of our dustiness also being raised to fullness of life and union with him. So Lent, this great season of Lent, is the process, is about the process of moving from hubris, that is thinking we're gods, to humility. Um, and that word humility, of course, is related to the word human and humus. A reminder that we are of the earth, dust destined not for destruction, but for glory. And to God be the glory and praise forever. I think we get on with the ashing now, don't we? <laughs>